On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks picked up a pair of come-from-behind wins over the Detroit Red Wings and Seattle Kraken this weekend, and they now have won three consecutive games. I'll go over all the impressive late-game heroics thus far under head coach Luke Richardson, and then I'll wrap things up by getting into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, October 24th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. Be sure to go and rate the show with five stars as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Odyssey, And you can also go and leave me a review. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow the show right now, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Because every episode moving forward, folks, throughout the entire regular season, Every episode is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so yet already, please do me a tremendous favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It's also for free. It only takes two seconds to help me out. It really does mean a lot. It helps me out tremendously. It takes two seconds. Go and do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and smash the like button on this video as well and comment how you feel about the Blackhawks' current three-game winning streak and how you think it's going to translate throughout more games once we start to get a bigger sample size. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications. That way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks, also your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Thank you all again for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To open things up, folks, I mean, how about these Chicago Blackhawks? How about them? Back-to-back wins in their first two games at the United Center over the weekend. They defeat the Detroit Red Wings. Always nice to pick up a win over Detroit. And they also pick up a win over the Kraken. Late game heroics was the theme for both of these wins for the Blackhawks, and they've now won three consecutive games, folks. That's right. The 2022-2023 Chicago Blackhawks have won three of their first five games. Last year, it took them till their 13th game to pick up their second win. Uh, That came on November 7th. The Blackhawks already have three wins. We're not even in November yet. Uh, as I mentioned, three and two through their first five games. And believe it or not, folks, the Blackhawks, not only have they been winning, but they've actually been pretty fun and pretty pretty entertaining to watch, which I 
really did not expect I was going to be saying too much about this team. They've been finding the back of the net after scoring six goals in six preseason games. I didn't see that coming. So uh, it's been a really fun start to the year for the Chicago Blackhawks, and I certainly have enjoyed it. I hope all of you fans have as well, because uh, one thing I will say is I kind of dive into the full meaning of this start by the Blackhawks. Um, you know, it's it's probably not a sustainable style of hockey that they've played. We'll, we'll get into both of the games here in just a minute. But, you know, um, the sustainability of how the Blackhawks are playing, falling behind by multiple goals. You know, I, I love the comebacks, and they've been a ton of fun. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to be falling behind by multiple goals each and every game of the season. But there's been no denying, you know, the Blackhawks, the effort level, the effort level, I think, is the biggest thing. It's been there, especially in the close games thus far. Uh, it's been there when they've needed it to be the most late in the third period. Uh, and that's what we saw on Friday night against the Detroit Red Wings and on Sunday afternoon uh, against Seattle. And to me, that's kind of been the thing that's been the most impressive about this start, or I guess you could say maybe about the difference between. The start of the Blackhawks last year, the start of the team this year. Uh, obviously, again, it's a small sample size, so we're, we're not getting, um, you know, the maybe the most accurate data. And obviously, we're going to have to see how things go throughout the course of the season. It's still incredibly early, but uh, what we've seen so far under Luke Richardson, the effort, the third periods, uh, it, it's been solid. And you know, even when it feels like a situation in the past when it would have been very easy for, you know, this Blackhawks team to kind of quit or mail it in or, you know, down by a couple going into the third. How many times did we see the Blackhawks pull off comeback victories like that in the entirety of last season? I mean, uh, few and far between, to say the least. So um, it, it's just nice to see the guys continue to fight hard and getting rewarded for it through the first five games and winding up uh, stealing a couple of victories at the United Center over the weekend. Getting into the first of the two games against Detroit, uh, down 3-1 to one going into third period. Not a very good opening 40 minutes from the Blackhawks. They did kind of pick it up in the second period, but uh, you know, putting themselves in holes has also been a theme, not just the comeback victories. It's been slow starts, kind of piecing it together in the second period, and then uh, in the third with their backs against the wall, kind of finding a way to get the job done. That, that's been the story of the season. It was the story of both games over the weekend. Um, so that's something the Blackhawks, you know, if they could get off to a better start, make life a whole lot easier on themselves moving forward. But yeah, down three to one going into the third period against Detroit. By the way, two of those three goals for the Red Wings came from former Blackhawks and Pia Suter and Dominic Kubalik because, of course, just always how it seems to be for the Blackhawks, former uh, members of their team always seem to fare well against them when they match up. Um, but then in the third, yeah, Blackhawks kind of just picked up the energy, picked up the intensity, and clawed their way back into this game. Philip Kershev picked up a greasy goal around the net to cut the deficit to one. And then Connor Murphy, another shorthanded goal from the Blackhawks, PK, their third shorthanded goal in a two-game stretch at that time. Obviously, we saw another shorty in the game yesterday against Seattle. But just like that, the Blackhawks, with the fight late, managed to tie things up, and the game heads into overtime. Two minutes in, Max Domi makes an incredible play defensively to strip the puck away and then uh, back the other way, 
was 100% going to shoot this puck. It's funny, if you go and look at the replay, Patrick Kane's actually trailing him, trying to make it a two-on-one. He's tapping his stick on the ice, wanting Domi to drop it to him, but Domi had his mind set on uh, firing that shot past uh, Nadalkovich, and that's exactly what he did for the game winner in OT. So great comeback effort from the Blackhawks late in their home opener against the Red Wings. And then kind of, like I said, the same story on Sunday. Another sloppy start. They you know, The defense in the first period, I mean, probably the worst we saw the Blackhawks in their first five games was in, in the opening 20 against the Kraken. Fall behind 2-0 once again. Uh, but the special teams continues to keep them alive. The penalty kill, I mean, Another shorthanded goal here. Jujar Kara gets his first of the season. Credit to former Seattle Kraken Colin Blackwell for making the beautiful feed over to Kara for the yawning cage. And then two power play goals from the Blackhawks got them all their scoring in the opening 40 minutes. Tyler Johnson gets his first of the year. And then um, Max Domi goals in back-to-back games for Domi. That put the Blackhawks actually ahead 3-2. to two. They, they blew it 19 seconds later. Matty Beneers even up the score 3-3. Three to three. Uh, And the Blackhawks were down one going into the third. But, again, a close game when, with their backs against the wall when they needed to, you know, play their best hockey. They did in the third period. That was the story all weekend. The third periods have been really good by the Blackhawks thus far. And even looking back at, that game against the Colorado Avalanche in the opener, their third period that night was certainly their best, and they made things interesting. This has just been a common theme we've seen. Late in games, for some reason, the Blackhawks have found a way to pull the best out of them and get the job done. And against Seattle, uh, two goals in 13 seconds for the Blackhawks. Um, they get you know the, the second goal from Tyler Johnson, a ridiculous feed from Jonathan Taves to find him all alone in the slot. And then Jason Dickinson just keeps staying red hot, keeps on producing. That third line is playing so well right now, and they're so fun to watch. Dickinson gets his second goal with the Blackhawks, winds up being the game winner. The Hawks hold on 5-4 to four, just like that. They steal another one and move to 3-2 and two on the season. So, yeah, it hasn't been the most perfect style of hockey, and there certainly have been defensive issues. I mean. In transition yesterday against Seattle, the Blackhawks weren't very good, but they just keep finding ways to win games late and can't knock a team for that. You have to give them credit, and it's a nice change compared to what we've seen in the past. So good on the Blackhawks winning both of their first two games at the United Center this season in comeback fashion, making it entertaining, defeating the Red Wings and the Seattle Kraken. Coming up in just a minute, folks, I will talk a little bit deeper about my feelings on the Hawks' first five games of the season, and I'll also get into some of their latest roster moves and injury updates ahead of a slew of games later on this week. But first, I need to talk to you all about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. And you don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And that's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. And I know because I actually use Safe Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with the best cutting-edge security technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors on every room, window, and door along with HD security cameras 
for inside and outside your home. It's just the smartest way to detect motion, and it only alerts you when a threat is real. And you can even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. It's the safest way to ensure that you are safe at all times in your own home. And you can go and customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can also save 20% right now on your first Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you'll get your first month for free. All you got to do to take advantage of this incredible deal right now is go and visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, picking up where the conversation left off and, you know, kind of a, a deeper meaning of the Blackhawks' first five games, what it means and all that stuff. Uh, to me, at least, this is just my opinion. I understand there are going to be varying opinions out there. This is what I feel about the Blackhawks. For me, it's just nice to see the guys having fun. I mean, having success, winning games with smiles on their faces, clearly enjoying themselves. The locker room seems to be very upbeat. The friendships these guys have, you know, uh, the connections they've made and the friendships they've established. We've heard from several different players talk about, you know, we could just continue to only hear good things about Luke Richardson. And, you know, Max Domi said this was maybe his favorite training camp ever. Uh, We heard Tyler Johnson talk about, you know, after this win against Seattle, just talking about how much more fun it is to be in that room right now. And for the guys that were around last year, probably felt felt miserable considering all that was going on. You know, the team wasn't having success like many people thought they were heading into the season. And then obviously there was the Kyle Beach stuff and all the off ice issues that were kind of just plaguing and, you know, really ruining the vibe and fairly. I mean, it was just such a bleak time to be in any way involved with the Chicago Blackhawks. It just felt dreadful and gloomy and it's just nice to see this change right now. And the guys are, you know, getting rewarded for their hard work and a ton of credit has to go obviously to head coach Luke Richardson and the immediate impact that he's made on this team. And again, I've mentioned it's probably not going to be sustainable and we're bound to see, you know, it's a long year and hockey's a crazy sport. You're going to see peaks. You're going to see valleys. That's, that's just the way this game goes. And the Blackhawks are going to have their fair share of struggles. I'm sure. So to anyone out there who's, you know, frustrated that the team is winning and kind of pissed off that they're, you know, not doing what the San Jose Sharks are right now and are killing it in the suck hard for Bedard movement, uh, or for anyone who's on the other end of it, if there's anyone who's riding extremely high on this Blackhawks team after, you know, this three game winning streak, I I would say just understand that it's going to be a roller coaster ride of the season more than likely. I'm sure there's going to be these highs where there's a couple game winning streaks and the Blackhawks do the little things right to emerge victorious and we're clearly seeing the growth uh but there's also going to be times where it's clear that they're not going to be able to hang with teams you know games against the Arizona Coyotes and against some of the more elite Stanley Cup contenders they're bound not to go in the Blackhawks favor and they're bound to put up a stinker every now and then too like that's just how hockey works those things happen throughout the 82 uh, the course of an 82 game season, but it is nice to see, you know, the impact 
clearly making a difference already. And the results, I mean, getting wins after, I mean, watching the Blackhawks start last season was dreadful. They didn't have a lead for like seven games. So to win three of the first five, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. And also we're seeing a lot of guys playing well under Luke Richardson too. Like that whole second line, Tyler Johnson, Jonathan Taves, Taylor Radish, I've thought they've all been pretty good. The depth guys, especially the third line of Philip Kershev, Sam Lafferty, Jason Dickinson, they've been incredible and so fun to watch. They can kind of play with every style considering Dickinson and Lafferty, you know, they're not the most offensive-minded guys, but they've been able to be productive thus far. And Philip Kershev is a guy with a lot of good speed and probably the best offensive potential of the three at least. So they're just meshing really well as a group right now. They're working hard, whether it's at five on five or shorthanded, they're finding ways to make an impact. Uh, and yeah, it's just, I mean, the Blackhawks are scoring goals right now and Patrick Kane, that top line really hasn't done all that much. So it's nice to see the Blackhawks team have success. The penalty kill, not only scoring shorties, I've mentioned four shorthanded goals in three games now for the Blackhawks, but other than the season opener against Colorado, the Blackhawks PK has done a really good job at keeping the puck out of their own net. The goaltending has randomly been better than I expected, at least. Uh, we'll get into Peter Morazic stuff in just a bit, but Alex Stalock, 2-0 in his first two games at the United Center. Um, the power play, again, has been pretty good. They're clicking right now, and I believe they're you know five games, but top five in the NHL. Uh, they're, they're, the, this Blackhawks team has just been a lot of fun to watch, and a lot is going well thus far. And it's nice to see, you know, them get rewarded for working hard. So the Blackhawks, you know, they still have plenty to plenty to work on. There's no doubt about it. They're not playing perfect hockey. Uh, the defense needs to tighten things up. They need to do a better job of getting off to better starts. Transition is, you know, been an issue. Uh, but the work ethic has been there. There's been no doubt about that. That's been a major key so far and a, a huge difference in compared to, you know, some points in the past couple of seasons for this team. So to me, you know, it's just nice to see the upside. I know it's a long way to go. It's a roller coaster ride of a season. Uh, we're five games down out of 82. Uh, plenty, plenty to go. Long ways away from that. And it's going to be, there's going to be peaks and valleys, but winning is always fun. And I think we should always be able to enjoy that. It's a long, long way to the end of the season. There's probably going to be some stretches without wins along that way. So I would say enjoy these, but just kind of stay in the present. Don't be getting caught up in what, what's going on. We're so early in the season that things are probably going to flatten themselves out. And uh, we'll, we'll find out more as we continue to go on. But a good start from this Blackhawks team there. They have the right mindset, I think, instilled in them that, you know, just get get to the third period, be in the game, and we'll find a way to get the job done if we can work hard. Obviously, they don't want to put themselves in that position every night. You'd love to be the team having the lead and continuing to work hard in the third to build on that. But uh, for what this Blackhawks team has and what they are, you got to be thrilled with what they've done through their first five games. So all smiles from me. I'm happy about it. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it continues to go, but I can never be mad about this Blackhawks team winning games, especially when uh, it, it was just the roughest year imaginable last season. One other thing I wanted to be sure to mention before uh, kind of moving on to our Mailbag Monday fan segment to round out the show, 
I also wanted to mention some of the latest roster moves that we saw the Blackhawks make over the weekend. Because in Friday's game against Detroit, Peter Morazic got the start against his former team, as I expected, when I, you know, kind of previewed the matchup with Scotty Benley and Brian Fisher of Lockdown Red Wings. Always good to get a victory over those guys, even though I didn't predict the Blackhawks to win on their show, and I kind of feel bad about it. Um, they get the job done. Peter Morazic, though, was not able to finish this game. Alex Daylock had to come in and played well in the third to uh help the Blackhawks pick up those two points. Peter Morazic continues to be plagued by a groin injury. It's something that's bugged him for the last few years now and kept him out of the lineup regularly in his time with Toronto. Uh, It's bothering him again here, unfortunately, and because of it, he's been placed on injured reserve, and Arvid Soderblom has been recalled from the Rockford Icehogs. I'm sure the Blackhawks, you know, they probably don't mind Soderblom coming up, but they also uh, want him leading that group down in Rockford and getting the majority of the starts down there. So if Mrazek was healthy, obviously we wouldn't see Soderblom up, but we are expected to see Arvid get some action here. And, you know, you don't want to just completely gas Staylock. I think it's a smart thing to do. Give Soderblom some action. Uh, I don't think it's the long-term plan, but you never know with this groin injury from Mrazek. And just like a lot of the young guys that we talked about, Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula, Lucas Reichel, a lot of those guys could be up in the NHL. I think there's positives to both sides of this case. So uh, hopefully, you know, just Arvid Soderblom plays well when he does get that chance up for the Blackhawks. But definitely something to keep an eye on is Peter Mrazek's groin injury and how long that is going to keep him out. And then the other, <clears throat> excuse me, roster move that we saw the Blackhawks make was sending Alec Regula to the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL. Not the most surprising move considering we saw Jake McCabe come back and Philip Roos has just been incredible, man. I mean, this kid has shown some real solid potential through these first five games. He's got size. He thinks the game really well and in his escape ability in the defensive zone, he really showed that. Uh, a couple of times yesterday against Seattle, uh, deking through some guys and just uh, making some nifty plays with the puck on his stick in order to uh, keep moving the puck forward. I, I really have been impressed with what I've seen from Philip Roos. We've ob- obviously also talked about the contract situation and how there could be a clause in there that uh, would send him back to Sweden if he's not up in the NHL with the Blackhawks. So just because of a couple of different things, but also, ultimately, Philip Ruse's impressive play. Alec Regula is going back down to Rockford. Not the most surprising move. I'm sure we're going to see him back up at some point. Uh, but he's going to get some meaningful minutes down there. Again, we've talked about this so many times, like I referenced with Soderblom. There's positives to both sides. So not the end of the world that Regula is going down. Just like Vlasic, we're going to see him again soon. Uh, he's an NHL defenseman. I really like Alec Regula. I loved how the Blackhawks gave him power play two opportunities. I think he's got more than what some people give him credit for offensively. So uh, hopefully he just continues to go and round out that game down in Rockford. And yeah, we'll be seeing Alec Regula not too long in the distant future. But those are the latest roster moves that the Blackhawks have made before they have a busy schedule these next couple of weeks, starting off with a game tomorrow night against the Florida Panthers. Before I wrap things up on the show today, folks, we still got to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here 
on Lockdown Blackhawks. First question I wanted to answer today comes from Zach K, who emailed in the show and asked, what do you think needs to be done with the top line right now, Jack? Kaner needs more help, and he clearly isn't getting it. What should Coach do? Yeah, this is an interesting point because uh, Kane didn't have, I think, yeah, he had a three-game pointless drought there before picking up two assists yesterday against Seattle. Both of those came on the power play, though. So the top line of Athanasiu, Domi, and Kane really hasn't done much at even strength, like considering Domi has three goals. Uh, one came as the overtime winner against Detroit. The other came uh, on the power play yesterday against Seattle. Like Athanasiu's lone goal, which, by the way, he got his first as a Blackhawk against his former team, the Detroit Red Wings, came on a penalty shot. So, like, they just haven't been able to do much at five on five. Yeah, I think it's still a little early maybe to break that group up, but one guy to watch for sure I think is Philip Kurashev. I think Coach Luke Richardson would like to keep that second line intact considering the success that Tyler Johnson, Jonathan Taves, and Taylor Radish have had so far. So, And if there's one guy in the bottom six that has you know maybe top-line capabilities, it's Philip Kurashev. I still think his ceiling's probably more of a second to third liner, 40 to 50 point guy, uh, but he's got he's off to a really impressive start. I think he's been noticeable in basically all of the Blackhawks games thus far, and he's the one that to me just makes the most sense to get an opportunity up with Patrick Kane. I think they'd probably move Andreas Athanasiu down in the lineup if they were to make a change, because again, I think they want to keep Jonathan Taves and his line together, and then. Max Domi and Patrick Kane, they've kind of been together for, you know, the entire year this far and in in training camp in the preseason. It was clear those two have kind of been chosen to play together. I think Richardson is going to stick to that. So if they do make a change to the top line, I would expect Philip Kershev to be jumping up for Andreas Athanasiu. The second question I'm going to answer today comes from Paige Minsky, who asked, any chance that Frank Nazar misses the entire season for Michigan? Really wanted to see the kid play in the Big Ten this year. Thanks. Yeah, I talked on an episode last week about some of the unfortunate injury updates to Blackhawks prospects. Drew Camesso, goaltender for BU day-to-day. Uh, Aiden Thompson has yet to play for Denver this season. Uh, Colton Dock is back in concussion protocol for the Kelowna Rockets. and then. Frank Nazar has undergone lower body surgery for Michigan and is expected to be out for the next couple of months. In regards to this question, um, the status is really up in the air on Frank the Tank. There's no guarantee that he's going to be back this year. And personally, from a Blackhawks fan perspective, as much as I love him to see, love to see him play on this Michigan team. I just don't want him rushed. I want him to take the proper time to get back there. And this is honestly just a, a kind of a heartbreaker. Hopefully it's not, you know, like a knee injury. I, I don't know. They didn't get into specifics. They just said lower body, lower body. You got to kind of assume it's a knee, but getting flashbacks of Kirby Doc having to go through surgery and how that impacted him. Don't want that same impact to happen to my boy, Frank, the tank. Um, but yeah, we don't really know if he's going to be back this year. We heard from. Um, his coach at Michigan that, yeah, it's not guaranteed that he's going to be back this season. So quite unfortunate for my favorite forward prospect in the Blackhawks pipelines right now, Frank Nazar, 
has undergone lower body lower body surgery and his timeline is uh up in the air right now there is no timeline for frank nazar so yeah maybe not gonna be seeing much of him potentially not any action at all for frank the tank as a freshman for the university of michigan wish him all the best he needs to get healthy because from what i saw over the summer at blackhawks development camp this kid looks like he could be the real deal and an impact forward which they've desperately needed for a long long time so get better frankie we're gonna need you Hope we'll see you again this season, but uh, most importantly, just got to get healthy and get back to being an elite player like we all know he can be one day down the road for this franchise. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Monday, October 24th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the show right now wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Please, really helps me out more than all of you know. Go and follow the show, go and subscribe on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Show to get you all caught up on your latest fantasy hockey needs. Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden provide you day-to-day updates on the fantasy hockey scene. It's free and available on all platforms. Be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for checking out the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day.